This podcast is sponsored by the Bexhill College Canteen. The Bexhill College Canteen is a place of tranquility and calm. Well, kind of. Enjoy our lovely mezzanine seating areas where the marginalised groups hang out. Or awkwardly walk in to see if you see people, even though it's kind of too big a space to find people quickly. Then walk out hoping that no one has seen you, even though someone probably has, you massive loser. Why not sample our deliciously questionable foods on offer to suit all needs, except for most needs? Or entertain yourself with a game of pool, which will most likely end in humiliating defeat, like when that guy got seven-balled and head-butted a metal girder hard. Listeners to this podcast can receive 20% off foods by using the discount code GOOCHBURGER at the checkout. That's the discount code GOOCHBURGER. The Bexhill College Canteen. Generally a fun place to be. Details corrected, 2005. Hello and welcome to the 2020-2021 Fancy League Football Podcast with the Bexhill Posse. Um, not a special guest this year, just a normal member of the team. Welcome, Mr. Russell Borman. Good day to you, my sir. Thanks for coming along. A shame to hear I'm no longer special, but still still glad to be here. We are kind of special in... Uh, <laughs> in a different way. Different yes, way. Understandable. A big, big thank you to uh, Bexhill, Posse, Bexhill College Canteen. Our new sponsors for this year, yes. Yeah, we're raking it in. Really um, doing well. That's paying for some oven pizzas for our dinner tonight after this podcast is recorded. A special mention to Lawrence Gill for uh, getting us that sponsor. Yes, he worked hard to uh, get that done. Even though he's not really allowed near schools anymore, he still managed to to get in and, and get that sponsorship sorted. So thank you, Lars. Hope the court case goes okay for you. <laughs> and another special thank you to Mr. Bryn Jones for appearing as you'll hear later in the pod on our Deep Inside feature. Um, yes. <laughs> that's, well, that's a good 12 minutes of um, Fancy League chat it's always good to be deep inside Bryn as a, as a former champion mm. hopefully, hopefully some, of, some of our listeners will learn some uh, valuable lessons for the upcoming season from that interview anyway so good, um, a nice warm welcome there and uh, I hope you enjoy the pod for our second season running what's coming up in today's show then Russell uh, well, we're going to start off by having a look at uh, last season. There's a lot of things that we could talk about um, that will have affected the final positionings and all the point scoring of, of players. We're also going to um, have a big debate. This came up, I think, with Brilliant Yourself came up with this. Will, there, will we ever see a new Fans League winner? So we're going to... Um, ch- I don't know, discuss we'll have, whether that's a possibility or not. We'll have a look at those people that have never won the Fantasy League uh, trophy. Their names are not on the trophy, of course. Four um, people from my uh, reckoning. Yeah, so we'll have a look at those. Uh, we'll do our usual review of the team names for this season. Um, there are some good ones this year, mm-hmm. some not so good ones this year, I'd and say. And some similar ones. And some ones that you might not be surprised about this year, yeah, exactly. We've got um, a new feature this year, as I said, we keep evolving at uh, Team Podcast over here. Um, deep Inside with Bryn Jones, so an interview, an interview with a Fantasy League manager. Last year's champion. Yeah. Uh, of course, we all know how he was not able to 
defend his trophy, but we'll still be talking to him as, as last year's champion. And then something that I'm quite passionate about coming up after that is the trophy etiquette, how things should be done. Well, there's a lot of, of, of stuff that's happened in the past with trophies. You know, they've gone missing at times. They've, they've been late being sent. So lots to talk about there. I know Callum is a subject close to your heart. So we'll see how that goes. Then um, predictions. We'll be doing our predictions for this year. And then we'll be finishing off with some um, correspondence that we received from members of the league. Brilliant. And that is pretty much what's coming Looking up today. Looking We're going to start off by thinking about uh, last season and in particular the final standings, but also any issues that kind of affected the season because, of course, we had that big gap where uh, there were no games being played because of the unfortunateness of, of COVID-19. Um, there was a, a lot of lot of debate about whether the season would actually continue, wasn't there, Callum? Yeah, I fall into the category of, of Liverpool fan and potential fantasy league winner in feeling incredibly nervous. You must have been worried. I was over yeah. 100 points clear, I think, at the time of, yeah. of lockdown. So as you can imagine, I thought I was going to lose the opportunity to win the trophy again. Do you think um, there's going to be an asterisk next to um, this season? Too late. Or? It's already been engraved. <laughs> <laughs> I was relieved. I thought Bren was going to hand me the trophy with it already done. Um, so no. All the games got played. So yeah. to be fair, there's no reason why it should be... True. Classed as anything else but a full season. So. Yeah, I'd like to think it was well-deserved. Um, yeah. And nearly in the bag before lockdown anyway. But. but it was interesting, the fact that we had such a rapid turnaround in game weeks. I know it caught several people out when it came to mm. a new game week starting because you'd have a game week finishing, for example, on a Wednesday and the new game week would start the next day on the Thursday, which really affected I would say that's transfers. typically what separates a winner from... A loser. Being on top of those things. Being on top of those. Yeah, you have to be, don't you? Otherwise, yeah. you, can, you can miss out. Um, I had a bit between my teeth, though. and I was, I, You know, being top, I wasn't going to miss a game No, week. I'm not surprised, um, yeah. It's been a while since I've actually had my hands on that trophy, so... Interesting. Mm. Um, so, in terms of last season's uh, predictions and final positions, we weren't actually a huge... Hugely out, were we? Not at all. Um, we we predicted the uh, the the bottom of the league would be uh, our friend, uh, is only Callum's friend, uh, Josh, and we were spot on with that prediction. Uh, we predicted that Lars would also come sort of second bottom of the league, and again, we were spot on with that prediction as well. <laughs> yeah, I so, remember saying he would sink like a stone. And two from two there. Um, Evan and, and myself. Um, we roughly got those right just swapped over we said Evan would come below me um, but it was it was the other Still way around at, at the end of the yeah um, you know I had, I had a terrible time last season um, because I was bottom for, for a lot of the season last year um, but as you say you know that final push with, with all the game weeks coming in I managed to Somehow scrape myself off of the floor of the of the mm. league and get myself up to. It's up not to a pretty place, is it? The bottom half of that league. I'm not no, no, no. Um, we then had Callum predicted uh, sort of down in fourth, um, but of course we know how that turned out for mm. for Callum. He was the eventual winner by by quite a large margin. It turns out um, 150 points was your winning margin. It was yeah. Actually, I think it's my looking at the rankings. I think it's my highest, my third highest ever. Finish. How many seasons have we been doing this now? 
I don't know what that is. 14 years, maybe? Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a long time. Long that's time. your highest points total, isn't it? Right, yeah. Out of all the points you've scored, that mm. is your highest points total you've ever scored in fantasy football. So, fantastic achievement. But as I say, 150 points above second place. It's a comfortable victory, isn't it? I'm not. I wouldn't be confident in saying it's the highest ever. I think likes of you and Brin have won some. By no, but some your highest score. Ever, highest. I mean, yeah. yeah. When you look at your scores, yeah. But um, as a, a Bexhill Posse winning total goes, it's pretty good. Be interesting to see. What maybe we could look back at. Um, what some of your higher scores are well the point. problem with mine is I had to change my email account with it so you can't actually uh, go, go back very far on mine um, but you're no Juventus are you no you, you know they lost it towards the end it's of the season it's not taking the shine off it though it's not taking the shine you, off it Russell, no, no I'm saying you're better than Juventus because they ended up only winning the league by one point oh I see Yeah, you won it by 150, 150 points on yours yeah. it's, a, it's a huge achievement um, Bryn Jones you know we had him predicted third he came fourth um, we'll hear from him later on, but I think he'll be disappointed with that. I, to be that, honest with Bryn, if I am, don't like to defend him um, too frequently, but I think Bryn was challenging me quite closely. And then post-lockdown, when the runner fixtures hit, he suffered quite badly. I think he was too busy with his vet courses. Um, I mean, we can all make excuses, Callum, yeah. can't we? Uh, I don't think Bryn will want to make excuses. I think he says in his interview... We won't accept those excuses no. either. He's not He's not man for excuses, Bryn, but... Um, that's no. Probably an excuse. Agreed. Um, Dan Rose. We uh, got no idea where we predicted him. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he'd entered at the time. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe last time. Possibly. So uh, he, he finished a creditable third, you know. He's won it once before, so to come third was pretty good. And then um, <laughs> James, who we had predicted as a winner, was, of course, ended up in second place. Interesting, James. Um we're going to come to whether there's going to ever be a new winner of the Fantasy League. Um, and if there's any argument for anyone ever um, winning it that hasn't won it before, probably be you. Um, but we'll see what our, our conversation comes to later on. Anyway, that's the review of the season. Um, to summarise, well done me. So on to the next uh, part of the podcast. And... Um, I think Bryn raised this question actually via, via text message. Will there ever be a new winner of the Fancy League um, Bexel Posse trophy? Now, just to summarise the standing so far, we know we have Bryn Jones with five. We've got the man next to me on a very respectable four wins. It was a big last season when Bryn won that fifth one. It was a big, it was a big deal because there was a, it was a big race to see out of myself and Bryn who would be the first to five. Titles, we're both on four, but unfortunately for me, obviously, Bryn just picked me to it. And to add to another um, quick um, talking point into the mix, by the time the trophy's been fully engraved, there's no more spaces. Does the person with the name on it the most get to keep the trophy? I would say, based on what happened with the World Cup trophy in Brazil, and, and they got to keep that one because they won it the most mm. times, I'd say, yeah, yeah. That whoever's won it the most gets to keep it. Fair enough. I think there's still a side or two to go on the trophy yet, so it's good to hear. Long way to go. Um, then there's me now on three. I guess that multiple elite's been hanging around for some time. Well, we've. I, I remember the um, the old newsletters, Callum, where Bryn did one once one year, and he he created these, um, or it might have been you, these Venn diagram kind of things uh, to show these multiple winners elite and. It's interesting that, you know, we often have sort of 10, 9 or 10 people playing, but only three people have won it more than once. Well, just to quote Bryn in our 
debate in the interview about whether it's luck versus judgment. You'd like to think if it was luck, then you'd have more yeah more people having won the trophy. That's true. So, um, yeah, only three people won it more than once, which is really interesting. Then we've got Dan and Tom, who have actually won the trophy. Their name's um, on there, yeah. Only once. Um, and then that leaves four people, by my reckoning, that have never won. There are more than that, actually, because there's some people who don't play it anymore. We have got those people that uh, last year we talked about who, who are no longer with us in the Fantasy League. We had, you know, we had Stuart Green, we had Phil Borman... Um, to name two people that, that are no longer there. Neither of them won it during their time. Um, you know, we give a lot of respect to James, Mark, Lars and Evan. The fact that they keep coming back every year. As you say, we've been doing this since 2006. It's a long time where they've never won. <laughs> so big respect to those four that they keep coming back uh, to the Fantasy League tournament. Um, I think Evan's sort of relying on his religion quite a bit, isn't he? Going by his quotes, he's yeah, we'll talk about keeping his, the faith. We'll talk mm. about his team name later. It's another fantastic, inspirational quote from the Bible there. Um, and you know, James second place last year. So um, to then to then spark the debate, then um, Russell, um, my view is that I don't think we will ever have a new winner. That's a, that's a strong. It's a strong... Well, I, I, the evidence suggests not, you know, in 16 years. James has got very close. Um, I think Mark's, Mark's come second a couple of times, mm-hmm. potentially, as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's tough to see. It's a long it, old season, isn't it? Yeah. Got to... And, you know, 14, 15 years of doing this and they still haven't done it. But, you know, Did you should, think, should they think... take inspiration from Liverpool, Callum? Or Leicester. Or Leicester. You know, Liverpool went last won the league before, was it back in the ni- 1990, something like that? Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> 30 years instead of 16 years. So well, yeah, but they went knows? 30 years without winning a title. Yeah. And finally, they, they So, Loz, Evan, there, Marcus, so. James, just wait another 15 years and you might <laughs> be in with a shot. When you're 45. That's another. So, how long are we going to do this for? Well... I can't see any reason why it would ever stop now because everyone enjoys the football. Everyone enjoys... Yeah. Um, you know, big part of my Saturdays is constantly refreshing BBC Sports text updates to try and see what's going on. Um, I get upset in the summer when I don't have that on a Saturday to to to, to do. Um, the, the, the lockdown actually, I think I find it so stressful. The lows are so low in fantasy football. Oh yeah, you know, with the old chips that they've brought in, that classic triple captain chip, where you you, you wait for a double game week. You put a player as your triple captain and they play maybe 10 minutes of, of the first game and then they don't play in the second game and that's your triple captain chip wasted. There's all, there's all sorts of examples of how soul-crushing fantasy football can actually be. But the highs are obviously well worth waiting for in fantasy football. Um, you know, as a four-time winner, I can attest to, to how great it is to feel... Um, that trophy in your hands and, and, and to see your name on it. So, so can you put a case forward then for Evan, Loz, Mark or James or a potential or even um, Josh? I'm going to be honest, Caleb. There are some names on that list that I would say no. I can't see them doing it. Um, Josh, I don't know. I think he's a Fulham fan. and I don't know if it's just because of that, but he is frequently at the bottom of the league. Um, Loz... I don't, you know, I'd love to see Loz win it. But well, you could probably go Evan, frequently at the bottom. Loz, frequently, frequently at the bottom. bottom yeah. Marcus, 
yeah, you know. But then you get the Marcus bottom. and James, who are actually reasonably often near mm. the top, yeah, exactly. in the top three sort of thing. So, if do they I want to... it enough, though, is a desire. Well, that's there. that's the thing, isn't it? Do they want it enough? Do they? Um, so, out of those four, I, I my my guess would be James or Mark to be the ones that pop that cherry mm. in the in this season or the next few seasons. But you know. You mentioned Leicester earlier. Nobody saw Leicester winning the Premier League. So, Loz and Evan have got every chance of, of still doing it. Time will tell. Time will tell, Time exactly. Will tell. I met up with uh, the GOAT earlier um, and we discussed everything Fantasy League. Enjoy. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Thanks for thanks having me on. Sorry, Sorry I'm not in the studio. Yeah, that's uh, that's to be expected in these these current times, I'm afraid. Well, I'm sure I'll see it one day. We've, uh, as people know, we're always evolving here at the uh, Bexhill Posse Fantasy League podcast. And uh, to prove that, we've got a new feature. And the new feature is called Deep Inside. Um, and today we're deep inside the GOAT. Anyone who listened to the podcast last year will know that the GOAT was... Um, Agreed to be Mr. Bryn Jones. So welcome, welcome, Goat. Thank, thank you. Um, I mean, being deep inside a goat is not not recommendable. Um, I've only tried it once, but um, but you know, if we're talking about inside my mind, then obviously I would recommend that. And uh, good sort of life goals for anyone really to get a chance to um, to find out more about me, really. Well, yeah. Well, call you the current champion but we'll get to that another time um and also being a vet you might know a little bit about being deep inside a goat maybe so yeah well there we go has has happened on occasion um maggie's actually out at the moment um attending to a goat's penis that, that's no word of a lie so but yeah not not this goat's penis i hasten to <laughs> maybe later hey i think she'll be too tired um so i guess uh, Obviously, welcome to the pod. And uh, where are you in the world, Bryn, these days? People might not know um, where FPL managers like yourself reside, so it'd be nice to know maybe where in the world you are at the moment. Well, with the sort of cash winnings of of such a prestigious competition, it's allowed me to um, settle down in Winchester, um, which is quite quite an expensive place to live, really. Um, Not known for its football either, Um, Southampton being the the sort of local team, Um, (laughs) quote-unquote. But yeah. Well, well um, I thought we'd kick off the uh, the interview with FPL Manager, episode one, um, by talking very briefly about um, the influence of your the team you support, West Ham, on how you uh, how you go about picking your team. I often notice some West Ham players come in. I'm not quite sure the reason for that. Have you got any insight into into how West Ham's affiliation affects your fancy league? progress usually negatively almost certainly um it tends to be sort of at the start of the season i always try and look for a way to include a west ham player from the start of the season um sometimes a new signing but you know quite but sometimes not um and actually you know keep an eye out having made my team this morning um in the current draft there's actually two west ham players in it um it tends to be that probably by about six weeks into the competition that um, it, it seems to be resumption of normal West Ham activity, and the the hammers drop out, and they don't they don't tend to make a return. 
Um, off the top of my head, I, I can't recall. Maybe Fabianski in, in recent years spent a bit of time in the team. Um, I think I had Pie for a few for a few weeks at one point. Um, but otherwise, no, generally good start to the season, but more influence on the team name really than the, the team itself. Um, but it allows me... Fair enough. But it, in terms of actually avoiding West Ham players, it also means that I tend to pick players that are playing West Ham um, and usually gives me you know good insight because I think a lot of managers think, oh, you know, they're away to West Ham. You know, maybe, maybe West Ham will turn up. But I think using my inside knowledge, I, I always know that West Ham aren't going to turn up and, and are going to ship goals. Um, and it allows me to, you know, I guess, really push ahead in, in terms of my captain choices. Um, and I know that even if I have a bad game week, then at least I might enjoy match of the day with West Ham, keeping a clean sheet. So it's it's good win-win for me, really. Well, on the notion of, of balance between FPL players and West Ham players, I was thinking about mm-hmm. another form of balance, and that's um, time spent between sort of work and play, really. So what's the situation here? I know you've been chirping on a bit this season about how all, you know, work's getting in the way and all that. So what's the situation with you between work and FBL balance? You've uh, got any insights on that? Insights on that at all? Really upset the balance the last year or two. Um, Yeah. A lot more. Uh, My poor work-life balance really at this stage of my life. Um, And, you know, I far from it, far be it from me to make excuses, of course, for my, um, for my poor (laughs) showing last season. I, I would never, I would never suggest that, the amount of time I'm spending at work, you know, in the evenings and at the weekends, studying, working on call, you know, seeing emergencies, um, you know, not leaving much time for, for fantasy football planning. But I would never suggest, I, you know, I'd, I'd never even mention it really. Um, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd never bring it up, to be honest. Saying that, out of interest, uh, where, did you, where did you finish in this current season? Genuine question here. I haven't quite got the stats on me. Um, I, I wasn't what, what was first. That, that's all I know and that's all I need to know. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was a, um, a reflection on the league if you sort of struggled this season, but you still finished maybe I don't know in the top four or something. I think um, I think it might be fourth, fourth or fifth. I think. Okay. Um, I think I. Yeah. I think I was leading up until December, um, from from memory, um, and then slipped down in the winter months, and then, yeah, never after COVID, never really looked looked into it again. Because I saw a really. Um, well, quite a fierce article. It said Bexhill Posse shit show, and I'm not, you know, don't take look, I don't take kindly to our league being called a shit show. But um, I think it's sort of there's two sides to the league. And it seems like you've made it into the top half of the league. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can uh, get better reviews next season. Maybe your FBL work life balance will settle down, and maybe you'll, you'll you'll give a good fist of it this season, Bryn. Again, um, I, so moving on, it, it's not an excuse. Um, yeah, it's I, I I haven't even mentioned it. I think you mentioned it, so you know, ne- I don't yeah. never. Yeah, now I'll probably. <laughs> so, um, next debate. People, I've heard people say, "Oh, you know, fancy league, you know, luck, all luck, luck, luck." Um, some people like to suggest that it's a bit more judgment, and I'm sure, having won it five times, you're going to be erring on the side of um, judgment over luck. What's your take on the FPL? debate on luck versus judgment when picking teams, you know, transfers, etc. I mean, coming at it from a statistics point of view, I think you only really need to look at the trophy. Um, if it was luck, you know, okay, maybe a couple of managers would have won it a couple more times, but when you, know, when you look at the names on that trophy, there's, you know, if it was luck, then it wouldn't be quite such a pattern of one or maybe two managers in particular 
I know there's been chat about th- three, th- yeah. Third yeah. Well, yeah, one, two, or three, yeah, uh, yeah, coming in. But yeah, you know, it's it's yeah, it's always the same. Um, interestingly enough, um, Mr. Borman, you know, being the other manager, he he'll quite often have a bad season, which maybe yeah, you know, maybe does point to or the other manager points towards in his in his case maybe it is luck. Um, that he's been winning because he also loses sometimes. If it was skill, you would expect him to always be at the top, like me and and other managers. Um, so yeah, maybe in Mr. Borman's case, luck rather than skill. But I think for the rest of the, maybe. Rest of the multi winners, it's probably um, judgment and skill and and commitment. I think commitment is as important as judgment and skill, if not more so. Super. Well, on that then, um, Brent, thanks for your time here. Just one one last thing, maybe just finish with the interview. You know, seeing as you're giving it the old five times judgment over luck sort of chat, what sets you apart then? What you know, apart from apart from the judgment, what sets you apart? Why why are you five trophies deep? You know, um, I think generally my my sort of main goal is to um, I'm quite cautious. Um, I'll quite often maybe at start of seasons throw in a couple of unexpected things, but I'm quick to quick to follow trends. Um, I don't transfer out quickly too quickly, or I don't, you know, I don't think I panic too much if my players aren't scoring points. I'll stick with them a few weeks. Um, try not to have any big game weeks. You know, spending lots of points on transfers. Um, and you know, I couldn't tell you all my secrets, but you know, I think you know that I, I tend to play my wild card a bit later in the in the half of the season or, or in the season, um, rather than playing it too early. And I think keeping that wild card for a, a time when you really need it. Um, either when you know you're just have you've had a few bad weeks, or there's been a big mm. change in fixtures where you've got a lot of your players with a bad run of fixtures, um, or sometimes I play it if I'm if I am going into a, a double game week and I haven't got time to look into the fixtures or you know do a lot of playing about. Sometimes I'll you know in in need play a wild card just to make sure I have a decent um, squad out that that week. Brilliant. That's a very generous insight into your views. It's going to help some people who sort of, sort of then languish towards the bottom of the league. So um, thank you very much. Before I let you go then, Bryn, a um, couple of things. Um, any sort of wildcard players that you're thinking of that sort of think outside the box that you might be punting for? And um, who's your tip? Who's your tip for the, the forthcoming forthcoming fancy league season? Well, again, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but um, you know, for, on both on both accounts, I've been I've been taking a lot of look at and trying to work um, Timo Werner into my team. Into my team, um, I think yeah, you know, he's a great signing, and I'd really like to yeah, I'd really like to have him in my team. I think um, the, you know, it's I think the difficulty will be the fact that Man City and Man United aren't playing on that first week and have difficult fixtures in the second week. And the, the debate will be whether to have De Bruyne and Fernandes in your team from the start or whether to risk bringing them in at a later date, but obviously them being very expensive and, and trying to work out that. Um, that's going to be the difficulty. And personally, I, you know, I think I always lean towards having a, a winning start. And you know, if you can pick up a lot of points in the first few weeks, I really think that sets you up nicely. So, um, it might be that, yeah, you know, you won't see a lot of man, you and Man City players in my team. Um, I think you can't, you can't not have a Liverpool defender or two, if you can afford it. Um, that's for sure. But I think you'll have to bring De Bruyne in or Sterling, you know, at some point probably De Bruyne. Um, and then really it's Salah versus Mane, the age-old question which has been for the last few years. I've tended to lean towards Mane traditionally. 
Um, but I'm thinking maybe maybe it'll be Salah. But again, lots of change and it's changing. <laughs> um, my advice would be to keep an eye on the preseason friendlies, which I always do, um, because you can quite often you know, the best time to pick up bargains is at the start of the season when the prices have been determined before the preseasons. Um, so have a look out for your Wolves defenders, your Everton defenders, Sheffield United, um, maybe even uh, Leicester defenders that are you know, potentially playing in pre-season. Um, Leicester particularly have got a lot of injuries at the moment, which might mean that you can pick up some some good, cheap defenders. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Bryn. Um, we might see you a little bit later in the podcast for another another chat, see how we get on. Um, and yeah, I'm going to go and have a wash after being deep inside the goat. And um, thank you very much. And maybe one last thing. Okay, one word. Um, FPO champion for next year. Callum. <laughs> oh, yes. Right. Lovely to, have, lovely to have you, Bryn. Um, and we'll see you soon. To wrap. Much love. Okay, team names for this year. I don't think we've got time for them all, but um, well, we can mention them, but we okay. might not just we might not talk about them all, of, of course. Uh, well, straight off the bat, then um, there's nothing more to say about dirty habits, really, is there? It's one of the all-time Keep great being team names. churned out and churned out. It's not going anywhere, is it? One of the all-time soon? great team names that's ever been there. You know, you is can't... it a brand of clothing? No, I don't even know anymore, Callum. Oh, do you not? You know, I came up okay. with that name 15 years ago. Nearly, I Googled so. it the other day, actually, Dirty Habits, and you don't know what came oh, up. I can imagine. <laughs> but, you know, four-time champion, you can't can't knock it, really, can no, you? No, no, no. A bit bored um, of it now. But... Bryn Jones has gone for another... He likes his pun name, so mm. he's gone for Bowen Idol, which is, of course, a very clever play on that phrase, Bowen Idol, uh, using, I believe, a, a West Ham player's name. He mm-hmm. does love to use a West Ham player's name... Uh, in his puns, so cracking effort. I wasn't sure if there's was a link to Bullseye. Who was the old uh, presenter? Jim Bowen. No, not him. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, Jim but Bowen. he's not. Um, <laughs> Bryn's not referring to him. I'm sure. No, sure. I'm fairly sure they signed a striker last year. But we could use his catchphrase. Here's what you could have won this season, Bryn. Yes, yeah. exactly. Not um, fancy league. James Lawton has gone for Lalana's in pajamas. Um, been used before. I'm I think afraid it's been to used say. Before, yeah. yeah. And actually, that's definitely an online Google. But Although, you know, the fact that Lalana has signed for Brighton this year and James Lawton is a regular... Yeah, we'll give him it. ...regular crowd member at Brighton, mm. you know, it kind of fits. Uh, Lawrence Gill, very hmm. intelligent, has gone for Good Gill Hunting. Good film. Now, yeah. that could come back to haunt him, of course, because people are going to be hunting down the gill. He's like, he's like um, a lame horse, though, isn't he? Trying to hunt down Lawrence <laughs> Gill. Wouldn't be hard to not, hunt. No, not okay. easy, not hard to hunt down. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair play. Um, now, this is the one that we always get excited about every year. It's, mm-hmm. it's Oven Grills uh, team name. Um, this year's Bible reference is from the Book of Isaiah. Now, I reckon that's an Old Testament book, mm-hmm. if my knowledge of the Bible is correct. Uh, Oven Grill, you can obviously contact us to let us know if we're wrong. Um, he's gone for chapter forty, verse thirty-one. Uh, and it reads as this, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So quite an inspirational quote there from the Bible that, that, that Oven Grill has managed to find. Again, 
I don't know if he just Googles inspirational Bible quotes or whether he actually knows the Bible that well. Not sure, Callum. And so all I want to say to Evan there, it's a shame he doesn't treat FPL like his Bible. Yeah, he has these inspirational quotes that don't actually seem to do him any good no. every year. If he knew the league's inside out and the players inside out like he knows the Bible, then he might be doing, faring a little bit better. Um, but it's nice to see he's getting inspiration from the Bible. It's nice now, to see. Dan Rose. I saw this has been edited, actually. It was just shakalaka. Okay. And then I refreshed it, came up with shakalaka boom. Ah, so he's decided to chav it up a little bit. Because, mm. I mean, all those capital letters, Callum, it's not, it's not good, is it? So you know what he's done there? He's taken two Arsenal players' yes. surnames and put them together. Granite Xhaka and Lacazette. I think. Why has he added that awful boom mm. at the end, Callum? But we know we know Dan's played around with his team names in the past with uh, characters and everything. So, true, true. Um, then we get Tom Holloway, and I, I assume he was in a rush because he hasn't put a capital not happy on with the lack of capitalisation on that S. It's disappointing. Everyone knows at the start of a name you need a capital letter, and for for Tom Holloway, a teacher, mm. to not do that is is quite disgusting, really. Yeah. Um, but he's gone for sexy and Bruno it, which we assume is not a reference to Frank Bruno. But a reference to uh, Bruno Fernandes, the Manchester United midfielder. Um, an interesting choice, Tom. Um, mm. Sort out the capital letter, please. Um, just, it makes everyone feel sick. Um, and then your one, Callum, at the top there, um, is an obvious reference to the, uh, the new Anfield god. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jürgen Klopp, you've gone for Clippity Klopp FC. Mm. Um, any reason why you've gone for a horse-based... Well, I was actually talking to my neighbour, um, Jim. Jim. Who referred to old Clippity Clop. Yep, he's, uh, he's deaf as an old bat, but um, is that the saying? Deaf as deaf well, a coot? Deaf as an old bat would be wrong, because bats, of bats, course, yeah. have excellent hearing, echolocation and all. So um, True. Deaf, deaf as, as an a, old post or something Deaf like as that. an old post, yeah. yeah. Um, Clippity Clop. Yeah, so I heard him referred to as that. He's just won the league for us. Tom's link sent a message saying something about Hey Dougie. It wasn't Tom, I'm afraid. It wasn't linked to Hey Dougie. I'd like to say it was. Um, Tom's favourite programme, of course. Just a plan of words, and I had to get the King Clop in there somewhere. Um, so, yeah. Ref- I guess it's a good reflection. I won the, the league this year. Klopp won the league. You know, match made in heaven, really. So, so those are our team names. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We've got eight teams uh, there at the moment. We're still waiting on teams from both Josh and Marcus, Marcus at the moment. Uh, we'll see if they manage to get theirs done by the 12th of September. Um, but those are our team names for this year. Uh, hello, can you hear me, Bryn Jones? Yep, hear you loud and clear. Super, I don't know, I can edit that part. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us for the etiquette um, discussion around the trophy. Um, I guess I'm not sure there's anything written in, you know, written in stone about how the trophy should be sort of handed around. But um, no, maybe this should be the time. Obviously, yeah, as good a time as any to discuss it. Russell, Russell reminded me of a time actually like the Jules Romain went, went missing, didn't it, at one point? It did. I remember when I was supposed to receive it as the winner a couple of years ago, and unfortunately someone had moved house with the trophy, I think. And um, I actually ended up spending money on a new one to replace the, the, the old one. 
and then the old one was found. So um, that, that money never got reimbursed by the person that lost the trophy for a while, sadly. But so which which version are we currently using? We're you well, the, the, we're still playing for the classic trophy because it was found, luckily. Okay. The the new one never got put into circulation because because we managed to find the old one, luckily. But I think there's an argument that could be used once this one gets full. Well, sadly, it can't because or once, um, it, or once this one gets one. Yeah. That's Unfortunately, that's we'll have to spend money on another new one because, um, sadly, my my wife um, put it into storage, the one that I bought. And um, recently going through the storage, it was found to have, unfortunately, broken in storage. So yeah. that new one is already gone before it was even used. So we'll have to buy a new one once this one's full up. Or get permanently. Or get, yeah, that's what we mean. Hand it over to someone permanently. Who, we, we, we've been discussing this earlier in the podcast, Bryn. Um, what are your okay. thoughts on what happens with that trophy once it's full up? I mean, you know, the, the logical thing would be once it's full, as you know, determined or as agreed upon, then whoever's name is on it the most keeps it. I mean, well, we seem to be all in, uh, as we would do, the multiple elite. <laughs> Yeah, but who's going to want a trophy where they've only won it once? You know, it's not something I would want. Yeah, it's like a losing trophy, then, isn't it? Really? <laughs> how many bring? Can you remember how many squares there are left on it? Well, unfortunately, this time the current panel they only managed to fit four on this time rather than five. Uh... Um, so I think that means there's three full panels, which means we've either got four or five seasons left. So just the one panel remaining. I think one panel remaining. Yep. So there's a lot to play for in the next four years, then. And <laughs> yeah. so to uh, to drill down, yeah, give us uh, extra incentive there, just to drill down to the nitty gritty of this section. Um, you win, ideally, I guess, you're confirmed champion in around, around May time. Um, someone should have had that trophy for the majority of the season. And then that trophy gets handed over in the summer months, ideally before the start of the next season, I guess, in an ideal world. I know we all live fairly far away from each other, need to get it engraved, etc. So what's a realistic... I mean, they've, got this thing, they've got this thing called the post office this, these days. Well, Brent, I'm glad you suggested that because it seems like a lot of people haven't heard of that. Which people? Well, the people who get the trophy to be very, very late. <laughs> I don't think you need to complain at all, Callum. I think the person that actually has got reason to be um, invested in this conversation is Bryn Jones himself. Well, to be fair to Bryn, he got it to be before the start of the season, despite the fact he hadn't had it very long. Well, exactly. Poor Bryn, unfortunately, had suffered from uh, someone else. It's all, it's all, I've had it enough before. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Strong words there from Bryn Jones. Strong words. So was it your fault, Ben? It was my fault. Kind oh, of, yeah. what, what were your uh, basically, um, I, was ex- I, I just never got around to sending it. <laughs> um I saw Bryn in the August, um, unexpectedly though, I didn't realise that I was going to see him, so I hadn't taken the trophy with me to give to him at that point. Rumour has it that Jess had to sleep in the spare room the entire time that you had the trophy, because you, uh, you had it in your bed for the majority of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I had to get rid of the rust on it as well, because I also showered with it at times, um, and it got a bit rusty. So I had to drunk get, out of it. I had yeah. to get out of yeah, drunk out yeah. of it. Anyone ever actually... You know, drunk champagne from it or drunk any sort of beverage from it? No, I think we all have too much respect for that great old trophy, to be honest. I'll tell you what, though, it's kept in good, it's been kept in good condition. Well, I'll take some responsibility. 
wasn't too too keen on that. Mm. There's something about the wives with this trophy because mm. when I had the trophy, it always ended up in in uh, a box in the downstairs toilet. Yeah, yeah, make make very happy to get rid of it. Just I can assure you that if my name appears on it, I think it needs to appear three more times out of the four. Um, that's going to be somewhere for people to see. Brilliant. What do you think it is that the, the, the gentle folk, the women, don't appreciate about this trophy? I, I, really, I really don't know. Um, because it's, you've just mentioned Maggie being delighted that it's gone. I've just talked about yep. Jess hiding it in a box. Callum, I reckon Joe put it somewhere, lost it on purpose. What do you think, Brim? I think that it's either a lack of respect for the competition or jealousy. Um, I think it must be the second, really. Um, I mean, yeah. Better than can't, can't... Yeah. Does Maggie ever have any trophies? Woman ever won the league? Has a woman ever won the league? That's the, that's the question. <laughs> Has a woman ever played in the league? That's another question. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Callum, has Joe ever had any trophies up? Do you know what? Funnily enough, I had a, um, a player's player trophy that I won when I was 12. And, you know, I was that around the house and <laughs> it kept going missing and she didn't like it. But has she ever won anything to put up in the house? Absolutely not. No. no. Jealousy, Bryn. Bryn, has, has Maggie ever won anything to put up around the house? No, no. No, neither has Jess, you see. So it must be, I think, you, I think you're right there, Bryn. Yeah. Yep. A jealousy thing. They can't win anything, oh. so they're jealous that we no. win stuff. I mean, why... I mean, as I said, the only other alternative would be lack of respect for the importance of the competition, but that sounds a bit outlandish. Well, I'd, like to, think that we, I'd like to think that we all choose a, a partner that has respect for these sorts of things. I am a little bit worried. I've just realised that Bryn... I can't afford Bryn to win this, but I really want to keep that trophy. So I can't have Bryn win it too many more times. Well, he wins it once more. That puts him on six. And then um, you'd have to win three we're more We're going to make sure that there's five level. more engravings. Yeah, you're going to have to, by the sounds of things, yeah. Um, another plate on there somewhere on the bottom so what's the agreement so I'm holding the trophy for this season what are people going to expect say you win it next season Bryn what are you going to expect um, I get yeah well I'd expect it as you said to come come to me sometime in the summer yeah I mean whether we switch I, I don't know if it was ever the etiquette or not whether we switch to you having to engrave the next person's well, name on it painful no I think I think we all agreed that was too upsetting Okay, so we keep keep the current system where you're so, responsible. So wait there, Brim wins it next season, takes it to the engraver and says, make it as big as you can. <laughs> 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 yeah, I can see a benefit in me getting that done, actually. I think the etiquette remains that you try and get it done in yeah. a similar style to what was previously okay, done. Okay, before the first, at least, at latest. Well, I, mean, I think, I think I would imagine every single time it's been engraved, it's been engraved at Prices Tools. Tools, yeah. There, Therefore, that sets a degree of standardisation, really. Yeah. Where? Where? Sorry. Down uh, Devonshire Road, um, Prices Tools. Oh, no. I've, I've got it done at uh, Timpson. Oh, is that, is, that a pre- is that a pre of etiquette, potentially? There we go. Yeah. Well, I think if you... Prices Tools as well. If you yeah, look at... Still got, still got the sticker on the bottom. Um, but I think that's I think that's really enough discussion on the etiquette. We're at uh, this podcast is uh, getting quite lengthy. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. 
So yeah, and um, Bryn, before we leave you for this um, this this season, um, is there anything else you'd like to add or say before we go? Um, no, I mean, I've been having a thing. I mean, we we had an interview earlier. I don't know if it's been aired yet, um, but um, where we discussed, you know, potentially the winner of next year's. Um, I've been having a thing. You know, the the person who I'd want to see win it, the person who I think deserves and and hasn't maybe seen the lights that they should have would be uh, Marcus. I don't know if he's if he played last year even. Um, but always uh, a remarkable competitor and, and really by now should should have his name on that trophy, I would think. It's actually quite interesting because we've just discussed whether there will be another, a new winner. Um, and because he hadn't, he wasn't um, in last year's league, he only came into discussion right at the end. Where he did get a mention. Um, him and James really are the two that could possibly push for a, maybe their name on the trophy. Well, uh, on the Guild Brothers, quickly. Regarding the Guilds, clearly, as always. What, what are your <laughs> thoughts on the Guilds? I think it was, uh, well, do we need to say anything more? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they make up the numbers, don't they? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they contribute their fees and um, allow this podcast to take place. Love Brilliant. It. Thanks for your word, wise words, Bryn. Take care. <laughs> Um, we're going to move on to our predictions for next season uh, coming up. Um, we've got eight teams signed up for the league at the moment. Uh, so we'll go through them. We'll probably do uh, the, la- the, te- the team that's going to come last. Then we'll go through a few together. And then we'll do the top two separately. So starting off. Down in eighth place, bottom of the league this year, we think will be obviously Loz. Okay, so we're going from seventh to third, did you say, Russ? Yes. Yeah, seventh to third. Okay, and we've mentioned these two, the Gill brothers, not far behind or ahead of Loz, will be uh, Evan, old Evan Grill. Down in seventh. Um, Again, these predictions are are based on real scrutiny of stats and, and past form, and they are not at all just random guesses that we suddenly come up with on the day just before we record this. Um, I was just say pages and pages yeah, of uh, exactly. data. It's absolutely insane. Um, sixth place, we we've gone for Mr. Tom Holloway for the next season. Um, then, but this is it gets tough because you've got you've got people who've won this several times here. Um, it's really hard to know where they're going to they're going to lie. But Russell sitting around fifth again. Um, we've talked about you being a yo-yo sort of team, yeah. but even though you've actually last season you, you were somewhere in mid table. So I seem to have just a uh, uh, I, you know Bryn has been is well known for having won it back to back several times, whereas I'm generally a sort of person that has a few lean years and then wins it. Again, kind of thing. So I think this will be another lean year for me. We're putting my neck on the line, though. We've put two multiple elite winners next to each other. We've got Bryn in fourth. Yes. And Russell fifth. You know, Bryn Bryn didn't have a great season last year. He he came fourth last year Mm. as well. So and you came where sixth maybe? I came seventh. Okay. So it's 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 tough to predict these things, but. You know, can Bryn get himself out of the funk that he's apparently in? We'll, we'll wait and see. And next up, we've gone for Mr. Consistency as far as top three goes, and that's uh, Mr. James Lawton, we reckon. But again, we just don't think we're quite going to see that that new winner this this year. 
So that's the top, that's up to third place so far. So that leaves us with two players left who are currently registered. Um, so second place and first place. Uh, and in second place, just missing out on the trophy this year, we have... Callum Wooler, last year's champion, uh, much like a lot of the pundits are predicting with Liverpool and Manchester City this year, um, we're predicting Callum Wooler to to drop down into second place for the for the upcoming season. Now on to the person we believe is going to add their name to the trophy in May of next year. Um, this person has actually won it before, um, but not multiple times. Um, Russell, remind me why we've gone for this person as winning it. Um, Based on all the data. All, all the data that we've seen, they, uh, they have actually been consistently towards the top of the league over the last few seasons. Um, and with you know the current defending champion you know, basking in the glory of winning it last year, possibly taking his after ball because he's just so delighted to have won it and he's still revelling in the fact that Liverpool won the league. That's why we think that this person... Uh, is just going to possibly pip him to the post. So the winner of Fantasy League 2020-2021 is... The strongest right wrist in the game, Dan Rose. Okay, as we often do, we'll finish with some um, letters and tweets and emails that we've received. Um... Start off from a fairly lengthy one from one of our managers. Not very often, you know, we get a manager calling up or emailing in, normally one of our fans. But um, Russell, do you want to explain what, what we've received and what's popped into our inbox? So uh, we've received an email from uh, Oven Grill. Uh, we won't share his email address in public, obviously, GDPR regulations. Mm. Um, dear Sir Madam, interesting, I'm not sure about Madam. Uh, the Lord tests me year after year. I grind away working tirelessly to gain FPL points in the hope that one day I can achieve my ultimate life goal. I wake up thinking of transfers, wild cards and free hits and go to sleep thinking of bench boosts and captains. But my obsessions lead me down a path season after season to lower mid-table mediocrity. Oh wicked fate, I fear thou shalt deal me yet another fickle hand this season but my mental strength and fortitude knows no bounds and I will come again. Be warned, fellow disciples, this year Oven Grill will fight the good fight against my fellow man, against rogue Guardiola team selections. We all can understand that pain, Callum. And against random cup opponents. And I will be victorious in this life or the next. Taking inspiration from Gladiator there, of course. As we know, the world of religion has no boundary. So I leave you with this quote from Islam. And know that victory comes with patience, relief with affliction, and hardship with ease. Whilst I wish no hardship on anyone unless they choose to keep the team name Dirty Habits year after year, I wish you all mediocrity for the upcoming season, and thanks to massive Wang Wooler for his efforts on the pod. Yours truly, Mr O. Grill. I've got to say, actually, I've, I, it's, that's why it's important that people message in, because I had 
chastised Evan for not treating FPL like a religion. And it's clear to see that he actually does. So I take it back there, Evan. Maybe you do put the time and effort in. Just, you know, not shown by your league positions. Maybe Evan needs to try something different, though. Because clearly what it's doing, it's affecting him mentally, Mm -hmm. potentially affecting his health as we speak, but it doesn't seem to be getting him anywhere, Callum. If I read between the lines, I see someone really not in a good place. Exactly. So maybe what Evan actually needs to do is, is take a step back, sort his team out, and then, you know, take that, take that step back from Festival for a while and, and not get quite as emotional. Because he sounds like an emotional guy. In this he does. Well, I, I thank you very much for getting in touch and taking the time. We've passed your details on to um, Samaritans, Evan. Um, they'll be contacting you soon regarding the emotional distress that you're, you're suffering. And all the best for the forthcoming season. Exactly. And um, so turning our attention to the other tweets we've received, um, Wilma, Dick Fit, um, very kind of you to tweet this year. Um, Hashtag in there of David Wood's whereabouts. Um, that's resurfaced again, Russell. Well, yes. Last year, um, we, we we received a couple of emails telling us about sightings of David Wood. Um, but I think we'll we'll have to speak more about this another time because um, you know he's been in the news recently. Um, we've all seen those headlines about what he's been arrested for and what he's been accused of in the news. Um, and we could do a whole podcast to talk about those accusations. It does finish off. Wilma Dickfit does actually say hashtag Holloway for the win. Um, let's see, it looks like Holloway's got a fan there. Well, again, you know, we don't get many women playing fancy football or thinking about fancy football. And you can see why when she's making ridiculous predictions like that. Another, another female's actually um, faxed us. Um, oh, a la Lionel Messi. Mm, exactly, yeah. Jenny Tavia. Jenny, Jenny Taylor, Jennita, Jenny Taylor. Yeah, Jenny Taylor. Yeah. Well done, Callum. Thanks. Um, what does she have to say? So Jenny here is oh, very long-winded, actually. Um, you try and try and summarise for us. Summarise. Um, loving the pod. Um, Russell's voice is arousing. Just to quote one of the lines. Um, Callum, he talks a bit too much. Pretty funny. Um, COVID, COVID issues. Um, and hashtag Russell for the win. Hmm, fan of Russell. Well, um, good taste. Thank you, Jenny. And finally, we've got we've got another one, Russell. Yeah, Herbie Hind. Herbie, thanks for getting in touch. Um, what's Herbie had to say then, Russ? Uh, he's uh, been trying to get in touch um, to have um, us do some personal appearances uh, at his local um, darts club. He'd like us to go and do a little chat with them about, you know, how to get the best out of your team, how to uh, make transfers that will actually do a good mm-hmm. job for your team. Um, we're not sure about whether we're going to be able to have time, especially with the current um, social distancing guidelines, to head down there and have a chat with her behind and all his friends. Um but thank you for your email anyway, Herbie. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, it's, well, I guess it's important to give some balance here. There have been some really horrible emails sent in. Um, really quite mean, actually. Um, Dick's Enormous has come back in um, saying about how boring the pod's becoming. It's only a second year. But maybe wanting some new features. We hope we've delivered this year with a new feature about being deep inside. But if anyone has any ideas for next season, please do get in touch. Um, um, otherwise, do one, Dixie Enormous. Mm. 
Well, thank you, Mr. Borman. Um, obviously, we haven't mentioned about the COVID guidelines here. I can't shake your hand. Um, we are really far apart from each other. Um, but thank you very much. It's been a pleasure being Delight. here again for this year's podcast. And um, good luck to everyone taking part this year. I hope you've managed to get to the end. I think it's a slightly longer podcast. Maybe a commute to work and back, perhaps, if you're working at the moment, that is. Um, yes. Something to share with, uh, with your class at school, if you're a teacher, yeah. or, or to listen to with, with, with the wife on a... On a lovely evening. Sure, the wives would absolutely love this. They would, I think. Mm. Take care, and here's to another fun fancy league season.